Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wow. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity in your presence. Speak to us in a way that we'll understand. Let your name be glorified. Let lives be transformed. Let decisions be made in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated shortly. Wow. How many of you are excited to be in church? How many of you are giving your life to the Lord to use, to be consecrated and separated to his use? Wonderful. That's my prayer for all of us. Amen. Last week, we started to talk about building the church. Amen. I said we talked about what? Building the church. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. We want to continue with that. What did we say? Let's just recap a little. What did we say? Jesus was talking to Peter. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Amen. And I mentioned to you that Jesus' plan was to build his church. Amen. And now he is building his church. Amen. And he wants to use us to build his church. He's chosen to use us to build his church. Amen. And I mentioned that anytime you are chosen, it means somebody has been rejected. Anytime you are chosen, whatever you are chosen for, it means somebody has been rejected. Amen. Say amen. amen. Anytime you get a job, it means somebody has been turned down. How many of you have been turned down for a job before? You apply, I've been turned down for a job before. So that person who was chosen in your stead, what it means is that you were rejected and that person was chosen. The same also applies when you are chosen. It means somebody has been rejected. Amen. Or somebody has been denied the opportunity. When you are the one doing the praise and worship, it means somebody has been denied the opportunity of doing the praise and worship. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. That, 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 don't go around saying that you know my voice is like an angel. You know, without me, they can't do anything. I'm the obvious choice, the only choice, the main choice, the proper choice. Listen, you just vacate your position and see, you will see somebody else will be singing in your stead. Sometimes singing better than you are singing. Also, sometimes not singing as well as you are singing, but the people are being more blessed. The people will be more blessed. Sometimes they are not more blessed. 
she, the person is not singing better than you, but they are okay and they are moving on. Amen. Do you get it? So when you are chosen, you have actually been honored and it's a privilege to be chosen by God himself. Last week I said a lot of things which I don't want to say today. Do you get it? But go and listen to last week's message. You understand that when you are chosen, it means somebody has been rejected and it's a privilege to be chosen. I feel very honored to be chosen to be the one pastor in this church. There are so many pastors. So many more qualified people. So many pastors. One of the things we don't lack in the UD is pastors. We have more pastors than some churches have members. Just as we have more church buildings than some churches have in members. So one of the things that it's, like it's common in there to be the one to preach. Oh, we have a lot. So to be chosen to be the one preaching, even tonight, it's an honor. It's an honor and a privilege to be the one preaching. I've had the opportunity to, I mean, start churches in different places. Each place that I've had the opportunity to pastor in, I see it as a great honor. That God gave me a chance. Once upon a time, he gave me a chance to be a pastor on university campus. While some people were drug dealers on university campus. Some people are prostitutes on university campus. Male prostitutes. Yeah. I mean, there's a word I wanted to use, but I can't remember it at this time. You, you, you get it? Some people are just causing confusion on university campus. When I got to university campus, God said, come and pastor the church. What an honor. It's a privilege. Pastor your peers. It's, a, it's even different when you are, you are miles ahead of the people and you are pastoring them. These ones, they are your colleagues. You are the same. When you go home, you all sit in the church and the pastor pastors you. Then when you go to school, suddenly you are the pastor. You are pastoring your, your, your peers. It's an honor. It's an honor. And you must also see it as an honor that God is inviting you to come and be part of what he's doing. He could have left you to destroy yourself. Oh, God, I'm so pretty. I can't do anything that I wanted to do. I'm just doing you a favor. Look, stop that off there. God could have left you to destroy yourself. Yeah, he could have just left you follow your beauty. Your heart be broken several times. And then somebody just gives you a bump of HIV like that, virus like that. Boom! As, as a sign of present. Yeah. Yeah, send off like parting gifts. Boom. Yeah. But God decided, no, I'm choosing you. I know your faults. I know your problems. I know your difficulties. But I still like you. I'm choosing you. Come and contribute something to what I'm doing. It's an honor. Amen. I also said that. So let's partner with God to build the church. Let's partner with God to do what he, God, is doing. Become a partner. A partner is somebody who joins hands with another person. Let's join hands with God. It's great that you come to church. It's great that you are in church. But that's just the beginning. That's entry level. After 
after you have entered, now it's time to do something. And let's partner with God to do what God is doing. Amen. Amen. How many of us will be church builders? I pray that we all become church builders. Now, tonight, I just want to talk about one thing and then we go home. A church spoiler is an enemy of a church builder. Somebody say amen. Amen. I thought you said you are church builders. A church spoiler is an enemy of a church builder. If you are building the church and somebody is spoiling the church, the person is your enemy. I mean, imagine, you are in university, right? Are you in the university or you just passed there? You are in the university. So imagine somebody is in the school and working against you. Is the person not your enemy? Obvious, lunch bar. The same way, if you are building the church and somebody is pointing the church, that person is an enemy. The person can be smiling with you, hugging you, wrapping his hands around your back. And, oh yeah, we are in this together. I love you till I die. I'll die till I love you. The person is an enemy. John 6, 70, Jesus said, have I not chosen you 12 and one of you, you 12 disciples, and one of you is a devil. Not that you have an evil spirit. It's different when you have an evil spirit. You see, this case is different from the madman of Gadara. Madman of Gadara, he had legion, 6,000 devils, demons inside of him. Do you get it? That's different. Jesus said, have I not chosen you 12 disciples? And you, you think it's my own scripture. Read it. And Jesus answered them, have not I chosen you 12? And one of you is a devil. Yes, I'm reading from the Bible. Anybody who's not built, who's spoiling the church is an enemy of the one who's building the church. And the earlier we define it clearly and we all understand, the better it is. Sometimes you are working with people you think are friends, but they are actually enemies. They are actually what? Enemies. Meanwhile, they are moving around with you, having lunch with you, sharing lollipop with you. When they, they suck one, then you suck one. They suck one, then you suck one, then they suck two. Then it's okay, you two suck two, suck two. Yeah. But they are enemies. I mean, you are sharing a Coke with them. With their name on the Coke. Yet they are enemies. Every church builder has about seven or eight enemies. I go through with you quickly and then we close. Are you where I am? Are you here? You are, look, you are building a church in, uh, where, where is your church? Woodlands. You have about 20, 30 members. Then you have a member who comes to collect all the girls in the church to take them to the nightclub. Is the person your friend or your enemy? Ah! You are in sweet waters. You are building a church. You have about 80 members, ne? Now with your 80 members, if you are there and then there's somebody with you, then the person comes to take one, two, three, do you get it? To San Gomez. Is the person your friend or your enemy? Yeah. 
Why are you making me look so strange with what I'm saying? It's your enemy. Spa, we are into church. This is what we do. We build a church. Anybody who destroys the church is an enemy of the church. It's as simple as that. You are building a church. Then there's somebody in the church or around the church or out of the church spreading gossip about the church. And you, when you see the person every morning, say, oh, good morning. So good. God bless you. Then you're also hugging the person. You are hugging an enemy. Enemy number one. People who are disloyal. That's enemy number one. Kesa. Enemy number one. People who are disloyal. I'm sharing with you maybe about eight enemies of a church builder. Disloyal people. As soon as I finish, then we close. People who are disloyal. Pastor, who is somebody who is disloyal? Somebody you can't trust. Somebody who is unfaithful. Somebody who is unreliable. Enemy number one. Who is enemy number one? People who are disloyal. You can't build with disloyal people. You can't build with them. Unfaithful people, you can't build with them. Today they are here, tomorrow they are not. You, are, you, 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 are, you have agreed with them. Disloyal people are covenant breakers. You have agreed with them that today we will all be here at this time. Then when the time has come, nowhere to be found. No reason, no explanation, nothing. They've just vanished in, in thin air. Just vanished into thin air like that. You can't find them. No explanation. Meanwhile, you were sure they would be here. They told you, they assured you. I'll meet you at corner and um, Peter Maritz and somebody. At 6.42. Look, when somebody says come at 8 o'clock or 8.30, although it's a definite time, it's approximated. But when the person says come at 8.52, it's a definite time. Yeah. When you work with white people, sometimes they give you some of these times. Oh, come at 8.17. Your appointment is at 8.17. You can't come at 8.23. No, 8.17. Yeah, on the dot, you will see when the time comes. Look, one of the places you understand the use of a watch is London. No, you will understand it. And you have to make sure that your time is the same as the, the time. You can't just oh, ask for me, I've set my time in here. No, 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 no. You will be running every day. Why? Because when they, they say the bus comes at three minutes past four, three minutes past four, the bus is standing there. And you make a mistake and appear at maybe four past four. You will see the bus going over there. You start to chase it. Yeah. So when you want to know the time, you go and stand at a stop. Then you check the time the bus is supposed to come. When the bus appears, then you put it at that time. That's the time. You work with that time from that day onwards. Yeah. You'll be shocked. 
But disloyal people, they make one agreement with you, they don't stay with it. Many of us are doing business with disloyal people. And you expect to keep them to keep their word until they, they pull a fast one on you. Then you start saying things like, hey, people are wicked. People are not wicked. Disloyal people are wicked. Enemy number two. Those who accuse you. Those who accuse you. Those who accuse you. Somebody who is building a church has no business with people who accuse them. Whether the accusation is true or false, it's regardless. Regardless. There are things about you that I know. That there's no reason why I have to tell you because you know them yourself. I don't have to tell them, you and you and also you. No. Why? Why is the accuser an enemy of somebody who's building it? Because accusations weaken you. The, weaken, the main effect of accusation is that they come to weaken you. Even if they are true. Or even if they are not true. I mean, your husband comes and says, As for you, your food is not nice at all. Whether your food is nice or not, from that day, anytime you are cooking, you are not sure. Should I put in more salt? Should I put in less salt? Should I, or should, from that day, any, you are unsure of yourself. Meanwhile, you, were, you used to cook for people to clap for you. But from that day that it was said that you are a thief, every day you are checking your pocket. Hey, is this it for me? Hey, then, when you look at your, hey, is it really mine? <laughs> you have to be sure. <laughs> yeah. You begin to become unsure of yourself. Look. When I go to the bank and they, they ask me to bring my ID and I give them my ID, then they check, then they say, right thumbprint, left thumbprint. When they finish, do you know the question I ask them? Am I still me? I said, just, just to be sure. <laughs> just to be. Even when I'm passing through airports, it's... it's the scrutiny, so you are always, you, you are just there, just waiting. Once you cross immigration, then you start to breathe. <sighs> Even if you are, whether you are going out or coming in, you want to just cross quietly. You don't want any problems. Before they, they say, in that last form you failed, Americans are usually like that. As soon as they put you in their system, all your applications, everything you have written, it all comes. So you filled the form 20 years ago. It comes up on their screen like that. Yeah. So maybe one... As, you have to always remember everything you have told them. Yeah. You, once upon a time, you said that you don't know anybody in America. Then now you are filling the form. The lady has... Do you know anybody here? You say, oh yeah, I have two friends here. They start to say... Huh, what friend? Where do you know them from? They start to scoot it. It would have been good for you if you had just repeated what you had said at first. So anytime you are, you are not sure because you have heard this person was passing, had this problem. A friend of mine, he was coming to the UK some years ago. This guy has gone to the UK several times. On that very occasion, we actually went to the airport to go and pick him up. 
We waited and waited and waited. He never came. So we convinced ourselves that, okay, maybe he didn't come. So we went back. Two days later, we heard from him. He had been deported back to his motherland. So we asked, what happened? He said, I don't know. I just met some Palestinian British girl at the immigration. <coughs> Sorry. He said, I met this girl there. This young girl. I mean, she was just asking ridiculous questions. By the time I could say Jack Robinson, they are taking me to an office. They said, my passport is not my passport. Something. By the time he could, he was back at the motherland. So, from then, anytime you are traveling, you begin to be afraid. Because you knew the passport you have, you have used it several times. You know it's yours. But now your confidence has been shaken. Yeah. Your confidence. So, people work and the pastor preaches too long. The pastor preaches too short. The pastor moves around too much when he's preaching. The pastor uses too many scriptures. He doesn't use a lot of scriptures. Uh, he... he When you are coming to preach, me, somebody has accused me that I make people laugh too much before when I preach. It's like when I'm preaching, I make people laugh too much. From that time when you are preaching, you don't want anybody to laugh. You want everybody to be serious. Till somebody else says that the church, nobody laughs in the church. Then, <laughs> yeah. Anybody accuses you of anything. No, it, it doesn't matter whether it's true or false. Once that finger has been pointed to you, power is taken away from you. So people who point fingers at the church, they are enemies of somebody who's building the church. You can't be moving around with them and be saying, we are friends, we are friends. They are enemies. I say, I'm sharing with you eight enemies of anybody who's building the church. That's what I'm sharing with you today. Eight enemies. So the first one, disloyal people, unfaithful people, unreliable people, first one. Second one, people who accuse you. Look, we know our mistakes. Don't come and point it out to us. If you love us, help us fix it. I said, if you love us, do what? Yeah. And my wife, you are too fat. When I met you, you were very slim. Very slim like a pencil. <laughs> From that day, in anything she, she loses confidence. She loses confidence. Yeah, she loses confidence. Hey, my husband, you are too tall. <laughs> Listen. Actually, if anybody tells you that you are tall, it's not an accusation. It's a compliment. Because you never see a tall person praying that they want to be short. But you always find short people hoping that they will be tall. No, never. Never. I mean, have you ever seen a, a tall person hope, can I be short? But short people always want to be tall. <laughs> I 
Yeah. I mean, you will see short people wearing high heels to become very tall. Have you ever seen a tall person walking, crawling so that they can be short? Don't bring yourself. Don't bring yourself. I don't even want to go further into because there are even some of you who think you are tall, but you are actually short. Because in this part of the world, we have a lot of short people. If you like, go to East Africa and see. Now you see real tall people. You see how short you feel. Number three, number three, number three. I said eight, eight. Girl, you were not here. I'm preaching about eight enemies of a church builder. Number three. Those who are proud. Bible says that it's only by pride that contention comes. If you see anywhere there's an argument, somebody is proud there. Yeah, somebody is proud there. So somebody is proud there. You can't build a church with proud people. I can imagine if you are proud. Say, why did they say that? Say anything about short people? All the good things I've said about short people, you have forgotten all of them. Suddenly, <laughs> say, why did they say that? Have I have I even mentioned your name that you are short? If you are feeling that you are the one I'm talking to, then perhaps it's true that you are short. Because even I didn't give any parameters. I just used the word short and tall. And it's relative, depending on where you are. That's why I'm saying some of you are relatively tall because you are in this part of the world. But if you are in another part of the world, you can easily not be seen. But when there's a proud person, and why did they say that? And why this? And why the things you need to build the church, you can't work with proud people. You can't work with proud people. I mean, you are telling a proud person, let's go for an outreach. How many proud people do you see coming for an outreach? I've never gone for an outreach before to see a proud person. Perhaps since I've never seen you before at an outreach, one can deduce that. Therefore, anyway, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's just let's just go for it. It's Tuesday. Those who are proud. You can't build with them. They will actually retard your work. They will actually spoil what you are doing. Because it takes humility to build a church. Humility to build a church. Next one. Should I give you signs of pride? They don't say sorry. They don't say please. They don't say thank you. Always answering back. Yeah. Always answering back. They must always have the last word. Yeah. If you say it, then they'll say this. If you say this, then they'll say this. If you say it, then they'll say this. Hey. When you say, say objection, overruled, object sustained. Hey. Seriously, they don't back down. Always. Some wives are like that. Never back down. You think the marriage is being run by two, two captains. Yeah. 
When you want them to say no, they won't say no. When you want them to say yes, they won't say yes. You want them to agree, they won't agree. You want them to disagree, they won't disagree. I mean, to get them to do anything, you have to trick them. Yeah, you have to trick them. Yeah. You don't want to eat pap. You say, I want to eat pap. Then they'll make rice. Yeah. You have to trick them. Reverse psychology. Yeah. You want to eat. They say, today I will not eat. By the time you come, they've made food. You have to eat. Then you just eat. Yeah, you have to trick them. Hey, pastor, I'm not a wife, but you are like that. What do you think you are growing up to be if you don't change? What do you think you are growing up to be? Those who forget. People who forget. People who forget. You can't build, you can't build your bar center with people who forget. You can't. Those who forget what has been done for them. Those who forget the price that Jesus has paid for them. I mean, to forget, it doesn't even mean that it has gone out of their mind. So, what it means is that they don't use it for their analysis anymore. Even when you remind them, they say, oh, and so what? Hey, look, I would have done it anyway. Even if you didn't help me. Yeah. yeah. I didn't choose to be poor. You didn't choose to be poor. When we were helping you, you didn't remember that you were poor. Now it's convenient for you. So I didn't choose to be poor. Why are you saying, eh? Those who forget. People forget easily. Yeah, people forget easily. They forget what, what they were. They forget what was done for them. They forget the help that was given to them. They forget it. When it becomes critical and they have to make a decision, they forget what has been done. Yeah. I mean, one day there was a girl who was misbehaving and as she was misbehaving, we, we just reminded her of some help that somebody has given to her. She said to us that that person is not the church. And I was wondering, if it wasn't for the church, where would you know that person from? If it wasn't for the church, where on earth would you know that person from? And why, why do you think the person helped you? The person helped you because we are in the church. James, Moses, I'm almost done. I have just 10 minutes. Okay, so put your phone away and listen to me. Next person. Those who leave you. Those people who leave you. Those who leave you. God forbid. Those who leave you. People who leave the church. You can't build the church with them. They are, they are, you see, somebody will say, oh, but pastor, if they have left the church, they have left anyway. Actually, they are leaving of the church. It's a message to the church. You have no idea how much damage the leaving is doing. Yeah, you have no idea. I say you have no idea how much damage the lefting, the lefting of the church is doing. <laughs> the lefting. 
Yeah, the lefting of the church. So he, he, he left long time ago. You have no idea how much damage the lefting of the church is doing. Yeah. Because the leaving of the church sends, sends questions, sends messages. Why have you left? What is, what is wrong? What's the problem? Who caused this problem? Who did this? Who did that? Who didn't do this? And who didn't do that? Why didn't they do this? And why did they do that? Questions. Unanswered questions. So you are seeing people who have left you and you are also smiling. Oh, stand up, Sam. Stand up, what? You better look and say, I'm a demon. How many have I given you? Five. That's more. <laughs> Those who pretend. Pretenders. People who pretend. What's the danger about people who pretend? You can't know what they are truly thinking. They are smiling. But they are planning your, your betrayer inside. Judas, do you think that if Judas looked like a betrayer, Peter would have allowed Judas to be? You forget about Bartholomew, Thomas, and all this. Just Peter. Look, when they tried to arrest Jesus, Peter took a knife and cut the ears of the, one of the soldiers. The question is, where did he get the knife from? The knife was on him. He had the knife always. it. Where did he get, I mean, what were they doing? They were, they were praying. They were in the garden praying. It's not like they were in the kitchen. It's not like they were in the kitchen eating or at the table eating. So he said, oh, it's a table knife. They were in the garden praying. So the question is, where did he find a knife? You see, if the Bible had said, and Peter took a stick, we would have understood because of the environment. But he took a knife. Where did he get the knife from? He was carrying the knife. And it's not like they had a tip off. He was carrying the knife. He carried it always. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as somebody tried to hold Jesus, he took out the knife. Look, I've killed before. (laughs) I heard a story of a guy who was dating a girl and the girl went to introduce him to the father. So after everything, then it was just left with the guy and the father. Then the father just said to him, young man, I just want you to know that I've killed somebody before. (laughs) Just, just. I'm not saying anything. I just want you to know that I've killed somebody before. Just, just for your information. Yeah, FYI. I've killed somebody before. Just know. So when you are going, just know. 
Yeah, it's a dark saying. <laughs> so Peter, if he knew that Judas, oh, no, no, no. He would have dealt with Judas long time. Long time. But he didn't look like that. He could move with them nice. Meanwhile, he had gone. Look, what scripture did we read on Sunday that said that he had Matthew 26. Yeah, Matthew 26, 15. He said, he, he said and he said, what will you give me if I betray him? Uh-huh. Then they said, they covenanted with 30 pieces of silver. Verse 16 says that, and from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. So it's not like he sold him today, then tomorrow. No, no, no. From that day, he started to look for the right time. But he was moving with them nicely. Smiling. I mean, coming to church early. Everything. When they are singing the song, still sing the song. I mean, you couldn't pick him up in a lineup. No. Is it this one? Is it this one? Is it this? No, they all look very nice, very powerful. Judas was inside like that. That's why Jesus said, one of you from John chapter 6. Oh, Jesus already said, one of you is a devil. But the devil was moving with them coolly. No problem. Eating with them, doing everything with them. Until that day when he betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Yeah, to even get close to Jesus, to kiss Jesus. Because how, how many people kiss you? To get close enough to give, of course, that time they used to greet each other with a kiss. But to get close enough to Jesus and greet Jesus with a kiss. Hey, you have to pass through all the security, everything. That's how much he pretended till that time. Even when he kissed Jesus, it's Jesus, Jesus alone was the one who understood. So when he kissed Jesus, asked him, Judas, betrayest thou me with a kiss? Is that even just use a handshake? Not a, a, a sign of affection. Use even a handshake or just point at me that that's the one. But he used a sign of affection. Even the betrayer. So if Jesus wasn't smart, Jesus wouldn't have seen that it's Judas who came to betray him. No, 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 no. Because it came like everybody, somebody who was supposed to be at the prayer meeting but didn't come early and has now come. Then he just again, oh, we miss you. Not knowing that was the sign. Those who pretend. Stop moving around with pretenders. They're dangerous people. People who belong to the house but are dangerous. They are dangerous. They can manufacture wickedness. They can manufacture evil things just as they are in the church. We are all in the church. Oh. They can come up with it. Yeah, they can come up with it. With, with, with the, they can invent evil. Then ignoramuses, people who are ignorant. They won't bother to know anything about the church. Don't bother to get deep in their work with God and you are with them. Look, when people don't know much, the slightest thing takes them away. The foundation is weak. Did you see the houses that were washed away in Deban today? The foundations are... I saw one house was washing away. Then the one next was standing there. So I was wondering, hey, if you are in the next house, are you not afraid? Then I look, I saw that the other one had a retaining wall. They had built a retaining wall. So he's looking at his neighbor falling. I know that's why he will never fall down. Because he's built a strong retaining wall. It's like a strong foundation. I will not fall down. Meanwhile, the, the one next door, if you, those of you have the video, if you go, go and look at it, just look at the house that was next door. The one that fall, fell down was like black or gray. The orange one, look at it, you see, it has a retaining wall. That's why it's standing there. 
foundation is solid. If you are in the church, build a firm foundation. Some of us have been around for a long time, but with no foundation. No foundation. I mean, there's no difference between somebody who has come two months ago and you have been around for seven years. No difference. No difference as far as God is concerned, your relationship with God, your relationship with the church, your knowledge of that. No difference. Some also know so much about the church, but it's just in the head. It has not gone into the heart. It's just in the head. It's just, you, you know it to write an exam. Yeah. Yeah. Our bishop is called Bishop Lawrence Ninaku Odonko. Nobody knows that he's called Ninaku, but you know. Ninaku Odonko. But it's just in your head. It's not in your heart. Even when you mention it, some of the people who the thing is in their heart, they begin to feel shaky. How come I didn't know that he's called Ninaku Odonko? I just thought he was called Larry. Bishop Larry. But the, the person who is by you, he said he called Bishop Lawrence Ninaku. <laughs> then finally, devils. 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 Who is a devil? Should we do it today or next week? And Jesus answered them, have I not chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. It's not like one of you is devilish. When they say you are devilish, they means you have issues of a devil. That's what it means. You have issues of a devil. So you are devil-ish. So you have a lot of issues of a devil. But it's like one of you is a devil. A devil is somebody who walks in the sins and footsteps of the devil. The sins and the footsteps of the devil. That's a devil. That's a devil. Folks, my time is up. Next week, I'll show you 17 or 18 sins of the devil. Stand to your feet. Let's bring this service to a close. My time is up. That's all. That's... Next week, God willing. 18, if God gives us life. 18 sins. May you be a real church builder. Now, what, 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 what is the motive, motive of this preaching? Two. Number one. One is that so that you will know clearly who's working against you. That's the first thing. And then the second one is, so that you don't become it. I said the first one is what? And then the second one is what? So we don't become it. We don't become it. So we can see clearly. So you now understand why your basenta is not working. But because there's this girl in the basenta. She's working against the basenta. But you have accepted her as the main, the role model of the basenta. Yeah. Since you are the basenta leader, you can't make her a fellow basenta leader. So you are giving her a post, role model of the basenta. Yeah. 
maybe the reason why your center is not working is because one of the people you have chosen to be your basenta leader. The least said, the better. Yeah. yeah. Sunday I was here, they were telling me of a, a guy that when they wake all the people up to come to church, they wake everybody that like, everybody's awake, we are going to church. Then he will call everybody, go back to sleep. And turn off your phone. Meanwhile, when I have a meeting with you, I say, oh, who's your main member? Then he said, Tokoshosho. He's your main member. Meanwhile, Tokoshosho is the one who calls the people and tells them, go back to bed. Today, we are not going to church. The day to, look, how do you know? The day Tokoshosho comes to church, you see the people are 27. The day he doesn't come to church, there are only six. Pastor, I haven't seen any sign. I've given you the most candid sign. The day Tokoshosho decides that he's coming to church, you see that a group of people, they just come. The day he decides that he's not coming, that whole group doesn't appear. You two, you are moving. I say, my best friend, uncle best friend, well, please come, let's be. My best friend, my best friend, my best friend. My, you are moving around with my best friend. You, you are not Tokoshosho. Go <laughs> Lift your hands and just pray for yourself. Say, Lord, help me. Help me. Open my eyes. Let me recognize those who are working against me. Let me recognize them. Open my eyes to see them and to recognize them. To recognize. Maybe even in your own life, somebody is working against you. Open my eyes to see. As I build, as I join hands with you to build the church, help me to see them that are working against me so that I can avoid them. I can avoid them. Let me not build on people who pretend. Let me not build on accusers. Let me not build on people who are proud. Let me not build on disloyal people, Lord. Help me to build on faithful people to build on dependable people to build on reliable people in the name of Jesus we bless you we thank you we give you glory help us Lord help us Lord Father thank you for today help us to build your church with faithful people raise faithful people from amongst us that we'll use to build the church in sweet waters, in Popomeni, in woodlands, at UKZN, here in Peter Marisbeck, in Durban, in Newcastle. Help us to build with faithful people in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for the opportunity to be selected and be chosen for this work, Lord. We give you great praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. And let's welcome our brother Spar. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Farley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg. 
0784 God richly bless you.